Hello, hello, hello. Welcome out there, outliers, for another excellent episode. I pulled in another heavy hit, a heavyweight hitter for season three of the Is That So show. I am welcoming on my guest, Mr. Michael Thornhill, co-founder of Casa Galactica in Peru. And you can check his website out at casagalactica.com. And if y'all don't know how to spell Galactica, because I didn't before this show, it is C-A-S-A-G-A-L-A-C-T-I-C-A.com. And I want to tell you a little bit about my guest that's coming out. Casa Galactica offers ayahuasca healing. Definitely a lot of my questions are going to be geared towards that. Maybe the entire conversation. But Casa Galactica offers ayahuasca healing and evolution retreats, online private sessions, and group programs for dedicated inner truth healers and multidimensional healers. Now, when he says dedicated, I'm going to have to ask him about that, too. We know what dedicated mean, but uh, I believe that word was strategically placed there. So it, it takes on a deeper meaning when it's it's put there with intentionality. So I need to understand what level of dedication he's talking about. Right. And Michael, Mr. Thornhill, is a traditionally trained plant spirit healer, professional channel and advocate of trauma informed care. And they ask you to join them. And I'm going to ask them about trauma-informed care now. But they ask you to join their 10-day ayahuasca healing and evolution retreats in Pisac. I Hopefully, I pronounced that right. Pisac in the Sacred Valley of Peru. Woo! Man, that already sound exotic. Shoot, I'm ready. I'm ready to go. How much How much gas and plane tickets cost right now? I've got to do some planning first. i got to do some planning first. And so without further ado... I'm going to invite in Mr. Michael Thornhill. <laughs> Welcome to the stage, sir. Welcome to the stage. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thank you, Harry. Absolute pleasure to be here. Let's dive straight in, man. I'm curious about ayahuasca, but but I, whatever whatever you have on your mind at first pops up. Let's go with it. What the world needs is for people to start tuning into their own intuition, to their own truth to start recognizing when the false propaganda, the lies are there, because the lies only have the power when you believe them. And they only believe them because you don't have an alternating perspective. And that's what's been happening for years and years and years. We've been fed the same lie over and over again in different format. And we've been told that we're small. We've been told that we're not able to be free. We're told that we don't have all of this within us. And now we're standing up in the masses and starting to recognize oh, the truth's in. I don't need anyone. I don't need the news to tell me how to think. I don't need the social media to tell me how to feel. And all the information that I need is not necessarily in a book, although books are brilliant at helping me discover myself. The truth is even more magnificent than any word that anyone's ever written because it's here now and you don't need to know anything before it's even said because it's just flowing through you because you're connected to the infinite source of consciousness. And when we start waking up to that, that's when we can start transforming because we don't need those powers that be to tell us all those things anymore. And we start living authentically in our own unique divine soul essence and blueprints. And that's when the world transforms when we start to believe in ourselves. Yes. Yes. Oh my goodness. I love it. You flow just like me, brother. Yes, yes, yes. Please continue, man. I don't want to stop, man. So that, that deeper, t- tell the people more, brother. Yeah, well, what we do at Casa Galactica here really is we we do we we do three main things in a variety of different ways. We help people empower their healing, activate their intuition, and embody your truth for some of the aforementioned reasons. But the whole essence of what we do is helping people become empowered, 
to use tools, ayahuasca being one of them, what we'll talk about more a little bit later, but becoming empowered to heal themselves, to recognize that the true healer is within. And as teachers here at Casa Galactica, our main job is for you to recognize that you're, you're your own teacher. It's our absolute passion for you to not need to work with us further down the line. So our goal will be complete if you're just like, great, those guys at Casa Galactica were awesome, but I never need to speak to them or see them again. Awesome. Job done for us because you've got your own life to live and lead and what you're going to do. So then the activating your intuition is what we've talked about as well. The activating your intuition is to recognize that we're all infinitely connected. We're all one consciousness. We're all connected to multidimensional beings, guides, Jesus, Mary, Magdalene, whoever you want to see and say that, Quan Yin, plant spirits. And it's all available here and now. It's not when you go and do 10 years of meditation and then you pass some certain test or that you do some things that a tradition is going to tell you, if you do these things, then you'll be worthy of God. No, it's right here and now, and it's available to you. And it can inform your choices in your business, in your work, in your life, in your relationships, in your family, in your path, in your passion, in your success. You can start accessing that infinite intelligence and allowing that to inform your decisions rather than just relying on the intellect or the programming or the societal needs to dictate how you live your life. And then through that, through combining those both things, that's when you start to embody your truth. Not only that you think that it's there or think it's possible, but you start to embody that in everyday life. Start living in a heart-centered living, the shift from third to fourth density when we can all recognize that unconditional love, be compassionate and caring for one another. And that's our absolute passion. I, I'm a co-founder of Casa Galactica with my wife, Jamie, Jamie Thornhill. And together we have a whole host of programs, including our 10-day Ayahuasca Healing and Evolution Retreats, online trauma healing sessions, channeling sessions, intuitive mentorships, and various other courses, which are all here designed to help you do those things, which is empower your healing, activate your intuition, and embody your truth. So thanks, everyone, for having me. I'm excited for this conversation, Harry. <laughs> man, I'm glad that you ran through it. And at the same time, you put that product out there, man. I love it, brother. I love it, man. That experience. I'm not even, can't call that a product. You can put that experience out there. Invitation for an experience out there. What you were talking about with the teachers, but I've said it before here on, on many times, actually, that no one can teach you except that which is half asleep in the dawning of your being. You are the question in the answer. You are the lock and the key. If you, all you have to do is dig, no matter where you stand at on the world, if, if people on different ends of the world were able to dig endlessly without stopping, eventually we all reach the same center, the same core. And in that core, you discover a conglomerate of truth and flow. And when you plug into that flow, you, the flow is flow, but it manifests through you in a unique way because you were designed to be unique. and. Your gift, your your challenge is to continue to discover your truth and move in that truth and be authentic so that your authentic expression and your gift can be released through that authentic expression to continue to elevate the frequency of this world. We have a lot of major issues that we're facing right now. I'm talking about global warming, the the inability, the lack of critical thought that, that allows people to be taken advantage of. Ignorance and freedom cannot coexist. Know thyself. Knowledge. Knowledge is power. And knowledge, it, it allows you to move from the passenger seat to the driver's seat of your destiny. If I know more about you than you know about you, then I got the upper hand. It's, it's, it's all programming. Most of just, just about all the decisions that you make, it's, it's 
programming. And so understanding how to move beyond the mind's programming into this inherent state of flow where it's it's just this natural, you're in your natural inherent energetic state. And in that state, in that state, you're just in full creator mode because essentially that's what you were designed to do, to create. Create what? Whatever comes from you, whatever most enriches you and enriches other people and fulfills you and therefore fulfills other people. You're supposed to fill yourself up with that because that then spreads. Just like, again, when you call for a cup of sugar, can I borrow a cup of sugar? That person has to have sugar in order to give it to you. And so essentially you're choosing by being authentic to fill yourself up with the very thing that you want spread throughout the world. More compassion, more love, more understanding, more unity, more community, more communication, less division. You know, but that's not a want. That's a don't want. That's why I, I I listed specifically wants. But Michael, this ain't look, man. This is you. I want you to take over, brother, and and tell me what you think about that, or how does that connect? Because I'm feeding off of your when you're talking about diving and being a teacher and and or more or less a guide, guiding a person deeper in. Again, yeah, it's about you understanding that that you are the lock and the key. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. When we dive into some of the non-dual meditations and and those types of philosophies, which is really inherent to to all of my my process, really, is beginning to recognize that even these things that we think out that are outside of ourselves are even within ourselves. And the, one of the real powerful meditations for me that's been is just seeing everything as God. Just like the table is God, the computer is God. The neighbor is God. The enemy is the God. Vladimir Putin is also God. And it's just, okay, can I say that? Can I can I accept that that is also God? And then it just starts to dissolve those separations, dissolve the mind separations, and dissolve the idea that we're this separate being. And even though it's like these things that we perceive as bad and all these other things, like the true the true acceptance in my experience of that non-dual nature is to welcome everything as divine, welcome, welcome everything as creation. And as you've said, that creation is us now in experiencing ourselves in human form. So the question is, how do we want to create? How do we want to express ourselves as that? Because, because there is a choice. There is free will. There is a choice on how you choose to express to create. And as you said, once that, once that ignorance starts to dissolve away, once you start to educate, once you start to see through the other door, once you start to see those other perspectives, that ignorance can't survive. Because it won't be able to withstand the waking of your truth. It won't be able to stand that. And that's that's what's that's what's really exciting. Brother, hold that hold that spot. And I just want to say yes. This is why I say darkness is not the opposite of light. Darkness is the absence of light. So let's do this, man. Yeah. I see the little green down there too. That's cool. Go ahead, man. Tell us about the ayahuasca. Well, I think we just had such a great like precursor to all those things that we've just been talking about recognizing your truth of standing into stepping into this and all the, all the stuff that we've just talked about like how does ayahuasca play into that how does ayahuasca play into these things that you and i have from our perspective said this is what the shift is important on planet earth right now individually and collectively well ayahuasca is like it can transform something that might take 5 10 15 years with meditation or therapy and it can kind of just be like a rocket ship that can take you through to another level of experience because it is a multidimensional plant spirit. It's an Amazonian plant spirit brew, which takes you into the altered state. It takes you into an extended DMT journey. And it's the sacred vine of ayahuasca and shikruna, which then dissolves the veil of illusion. It dissolves the veil of illusion for a period of about three to six hours where we can experience things simultaneously. 
We can recognize ourselves as one consciousness. We can communicate with spirits and guides much more easily and much more viscerally. And this allows us to have that awakened expansion. That's kind of more of the light side of things. And then moving into non-dual realizations, merging with one consciousness, the universe, creator, God, whatever you want to call this. And then this recognition of us being multidimensional beings ourselves that have had multiple incarnations and then recognizing the kind of small, the very small idea of, of who we are as a human in this lifetime. And just that in itself, as you talked about, recognizing that the mind is, is just a tool. We spend so much time living in our life, thinking about our job, our success, what we're going to have to eat to dinner later on. How am I going to do this? What am I going to do in five years? And you see that infinite nature of consciousness. And it's oh, all those things that I thought were important. They're, they're a little bit more insignificant right now. And in the wake of that, there's an opportunity for what is true. What is true significance? What is true meaning? What is unconditional love to arise? Now, on the other aspect of side of things, what we can recognize is that all of those things, that non-dual realization, unconditional love, et cetera, what we've just mentioned, is available to us here and now. But quite often, it's the trauma. It's the things that have happened to us in our past, in our experiences, in our childhood, in our growing up, that have caused us to believe something different. Just like Neo in The Matrix, that he believes he's living in this world, living all this life, living that he needs to go and do all these different things, work at the software company. And then he unplugs from the matrix and has this other view of things and then starts to recognize what his true passion and purpose is and et cetera, et cetera. I think everyone's seen the movie by now. So there's the dark side of ayahuasca that we might say is facing that darkness, facing that shadow, facing those things which are then blocking us from accepting our own divinity, which are blocking us for accepting the truth of who we are, from accepting the abundance which is available to us. And that could be difficult. That can be challenging. So in these ayahuasca ceremonies, we, we hold trauma-informed ayahuasca ceremonies, which we, we take into account everyone's trauma history. And we have a full health and wellness screening questionnaire preparation. And we, we follow many strict protocols that we've put in place. And we just do that in a, in a four-person setting as well so that we can really go deep into those traumas as they arise. And you can then be held by ayahuasca and our support of, of myself, Jamie, and I as we support you through these ceremonies that you can revisit traumatic memories that experienced as a child, traumatic experiences, whether it be from bullying or not being picked up enough as a child by, by your parents or mom and dad splitting up or in some cases, violent abuse or other things like that. And what it enables us to do is then it's very somatically released from the body. So the trauma that's then stored in the cells, in the body, in the DNA, in the being that's trapped there and is unconsciously expressing itself in life, in our relationships, in our life, in our love, and our work, we're able to purge those energies from the body very, very quickly, very, very catalytically. And it expresses itself sometimes through vomiting. So purging, physically vomiting, crying, emotions being felt, being hypersensitive to the body and how the feelings are in the body. And that's very useful for some of us who are perhaps going into the first stages of healing that are quite frozen in the body or shut down from our emotions because we had to, to protect ourselves. That was the only way to survive. Mm -hmm. And then through these purging, we then create that space. And on the other side of that space is more of the recognition of the truth of who we are because it's cleaned out all those things that no longer serve us, the tar of trauma and abuse and neglect, 
no, that no longer service can be released so that we don't have to have that as our operating program. We kind of upgrade upgrade our operating program where we've kind of put those put those programs in the recycling bin and then emptied it. And now you can now put on the programs that you'd actually prefer, which is more of your unconditionally loving nature, more of your truth, more of your compassion, and, and then start to live that life go out and do the work that you want to do, your passion and service to others or all or whatever it may be, there's more space for you to do that because you're not spending all your time and energy just just trying to keep that trauma at bay, just trying to not blow up, trying not to be super angry or have an outburst or trying not to be so scared or the PTSD kind of coming up and trying to do your best to manage that. So it moves from managing, it moves from looking at the symptoms to healing at the root cause, which creates life transformation. It's very, very catalytic. It can, can transform 10, 15, 20 years of meditation to have those non-dual experiences and then catalyze that through very deep trauma healing work, which then on the other side is super beneficial to work with integration with trauma therapy. It's not, it's not ayahuasca versus trauma therapy. This is a tool, a modality that can be useful for some people not necessarily what everyone needs, but it's a great tool in our arsenal of us beginning to recognize ourselves as true, infinite, loving beings. So how can you determine whether you need it or you don't? Well, based on what we're saying, you're the only one who's going to realize that, Harry, because we're going to direct everyone back to their truth for everyone recognizing that truth. So there's this, that first thing is, do you, do you feel like this is going to be beneficial for you? And some, someone might be listening now and just be like, yes, I know this is what I need. This just connects to me. There's, I'm in the heart. It's not the mind. The heart's just saying, okay, let's do it. Something like that. So that, there's that kind of calling that you might feel, you might not. There's another kind of thing that you might experience is which what, what I describe as the symptoms of separation, of depression, anxiety, PTSD, rage, not being able to hold down relationships, not having friendships or other things because you're just feeling like you're unable to authentically express yourself. Shadows. And that was described as the, the, the blockages, the blockages here that we have. And you, perhaps you've tried many other different things. Perhaps you've, you've tried different therapies. You've tried going to doing this. You've tried antidepressants. You've tried all the, and you just, you're still kind of still not, not moving through that. Mm. That's what happened with me is that ayahuasca was able to help me with addictions where other things had not been able to help me. So that's just something, another thing that you can recognize and realize. Now, on top of that, once you've got that kind of initial calling, especially it could also be, oh, I just want to heal and evolve. I want to heal and evolve. I want to have a different level of experience. I want to understand more about the nature of reality, about my passion, my purpose. I want more freedom, love, light in my life. Then once you've got that, that kind of calling or inclination to think, maybe this could help me. That's when we can kind of get into the technical side of things of looking, okay, is this safe for you to drink? Is this, is this going to cause, do you have any contraindications? Here's actually how it's going to look like. This is what the process of coming to Peru is like. This is what you can expect on a 10-day healing and evolution program. Because we also work with other plant medicines that are non-psychoactive that are very beneficial in cleaning the mind, body, and spirit. And then once you've got that kind of that calling plus the information, you can make a, a clear, concise choice about if that's for you. because it's also really important to recognize that it might not be for everyone. So if you're not going to drink plant medicines, that doesn't mean you're not going to heal and evolve. There's many paths to the one. So just choose what you feel is relevant for you. In my personal experience with the other healing modalities, the trauma-informed care, the non-dual teachings that we provide, we've provided a container that helps people shift and transform lifetimes in a short period of time and that they can plant seeds that will continue to grow for many years after they return home. 
So thank you for that, brother. Couple of couple of questions coming up. So I'm gonna play a bit of devil's advocate here. All right. Please. <laughs> so you say, okay, well, I take this medicine and you get to talk to spirits and then I vomit. So that sounds like a, a late Saturday night. <laughs> uh, because you most certainly can get inebriated to the point where you talk to some spirits. Oh, <laughs> please don't let me. Please don't let me. Ah. <laughs> so talk to me. Talk because talk a little bit more about the experience and how does that differentiate? Why even choose what is ayahuasca again? And why why would I assume that this 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 plant medicine isn't doing anything but causing me to hallucinate and vomit? and then have a headache. I would suggest that when you vomited through ayahuasca, that you will feel deep change within your being, that something has changed, that something has shifted, that something is no longer there that used to be there. Now, when you vomit from food poisoning or drinking too much, it just, it just continues and you feel horrible, and the next day you feel horrible. So you come out of an ayahuasca ceremony, for the most part, you know, this when we're doing retreats and there's multiple ceremonies, sometimes you might feel a little bit raw the next day if you've had a particularly tough experience. But very often you'll come out of those experiences feeling like something has shifted and changed, feeling like you've integrated those knowings and those awarenesses. And there's just a recognition of, of when for anyone who's had a, a healing session or anyone who's done trauma therapy, anyone who's been there and you've gone into that session and then you've seen something about yourself or relationship and you just burst out crying and you've just let it go and you've just let it go. And even though at that point in time, it's just so much pain, so much sadness, so much grief and you've let it go and you're like, oh my gosh, I just feel that freedom. I feel that freedom that's on the other side of that. So it's more like that the freedom that you find from having a release in a therapy session rather than at the discotheque on a, on a Saturday night. <laughs> slightly different. If you're seeking a life coach, nocturnal therapist is the name and mental alchemy is the game. If you want to understand how to transmute, transform and transcend these challenges and these challenging emotions, find me at the school of outliers at becomingoutlier.com slash links. Again, that's becomingoutlier.com slash links. Stay lit and agape. One of my favorite, and one of my other favorite movies that I like to reference is The Shawshank Redemption. But as you were talking about that, and this is, this is how I experience those moments of freedom. It's like Andy Dufresne. Are you familiar with The Shawshank Redemption? Yes. Oh, yeah. It's like Andy Dufresne crawling through that mile of, of, crap of sewage and then finally getting to the other end and he's vomiting in the pipe now and he gets to the other end and he finally slides out and then he rips off his shirt in the rain and it's it's pretty bad weather but he don't even he don't even not worried about the weather he's just ah freedom the sweet 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 freedom i'm free i made it i'm free is that more of the feeling that you're referring to the andy Dufresne effect yeah, I would say, I mean, say that's quite an accurate, an accurate description. And I just to continue with the, with the Shawshank redemp, re, Redemption references, obviously when he crawled out that pipe, that wasn't the end of his story. Mm-hmm. He'd have to integrate that. He'd have to then work out, okay, how am I going to now live my life free? How am I going to make sure that I stay free? How am I going to not put all those things back on me? So if we're going back into the ayahuasca realm and say, if you were healing from addiction, once you had that freedom, 
there's this choice there's still a conscious choice in that freedom do i still want to go to the bottle or do i still want to go to the cigarettes or do i still want to act and behave in certain ways that i know are no longer beneficial for me but yes that that freedom that freedom that arises through that catalyst of change that is is so profound because something actually leaves your body in that vomit it's it's not because it's not like you've eaten something or drank it's an emotion that comes up and you can feel the energy of the plants going in and working around so in the in the, in the healing modalities that we work with here in the the shipibo plant healing tradition which we've we've learned and worked in and we've developed from Plants are seen as doctors. Plant spirits are seen as doctors. So when you're in this ceremony, and as we hold the ceremony with healing songs and ikaros, we invite different spirits into the, into the space, which are working alongside the ayahuasca as part of the ayahuasca realm to go in and, and metaphysically remove energies from the body, from the being. And that's why they get purged out. It's the toxins, the detoxification process. So yeah, when you come out and you feel that, it, you're... You can feel a sense of freedom that you had no comparison to before. So that that being out in the rain of not having a sense of freedom for 20 years or however long and having that, that sense of feeling, I didn't know how much of a prisoner I was until I realized what freedom felt like. That's the kind of feeling. Mm-hmm. Is there anything that we need to hit on that's solid, solid that we missing? Yeah, I, th- I think I think the the recognition that ayahuasca is a tool within the tool belt and just if you were, had one tool in your tool belt and you were going into a workshop and you wanted to make something, you have one tool in your tool belt, that would be, that would be great. You could probably do something. But the, the kind of exponential benefit of having multiple tools means that you can make a piece of furniture that's actually much more intricate and much more beautiful because you're able to allow all those tools to work together. So the work that we do here and, and the way that we work, and this is not, this is not how everyone works because there are many different ways where you can just go and drink ayahuasca in the tradition and you can just go and drink ayahuasca and just be in the full authentic indigenous tradition, which I've done, but it doesn't necessarily recognize trauma in the way that you and I would talk about it and the way that many, many of us would talk about it. So it's, it's in the traditional sense, trauma can often be seen as entities, as energies, as light and dark and where that has its place. And that can also be, energetically involved in the process of healing trauma it's not necessarily in a trauma-informed way so when you can go into some of these places there can be big groups of 25 30 even 50 60 people in some senses in the same room or all going through this experience and this is not to say that this is better or worse but in my experience if you're in that if you're if you're aware of trauma or if you're coming to heal trauma you need to work in a space that's going to acknowledge trauma. It's going to recognize that there's nothing wrong with you. It's what happened to you and then provide you with that tools and that support. So what we, what we do with our background in trauma-informed care, in our trauma healing work that we provide for, for other people online and in person, and this is based upon working with people in ayahuasca ceremonies over the last five or six years, and then also my own experience of healing violent sexual abuse, trauma, addiction through my own life, working with plant medicines, many different therapies, and then creating a a non-dual approach to the healing of trauma whilst imparting people with real 
actual grounded techniques and somatic tools to be able to work with those experiences as they arise in the body and then be able to continue to learn how to heal at home. The first thing is to recognize that the most important things you should recognize if you're going to go and drink ayahuasca is what's the level of safety and integrity? What's the level of safety and integrity that's available to you? Because if someone's not able to deal with you at the level of or deal with what arises, if a traumatic experience or a repressed memory that you had no idea about comes to the surface, we can end up being re-traumatized. And obviously anyone who's working in the trauma field knows that that's what we want to avoid at all costs is re-traumatization. So by creating programs that, that acknowledge trauma, that acknowledge, that acknowledge that you are your own healer, that the truth of you, the teacher is truly within you, and then doing our best to create a supportive environment to help you heal and evolve. That's what really creates long-lasting transformation. You can go to an ayahuasca ceremony, you can have experiences, and unless you kind of unpack them in a way, yeah, things might shift, things might change, but what we want to do is try and demystify the mystical and create a grounded approach for people to heal and evolve. And what they learn in those ceremonies, rather than it just being a mystical experience down in Peru or wherever it may be, we want to take the teachings from that and create a practical guide for you to live life more in alignment to have an experience more freedom to do the things that you're here to do. So that's that's a that's a really important message that we we share in all of our work and we do our best to inspire and educate in other ways that people can can begin to recognize that working with plant medicine in this way in a trauma informed setting is extremely important and especially as we move towards a decriminalization of different plant medicines in the states and across the world as the the movement begins to move towards that there needs to be more conversation about trauma-informed care. There needs to be more conversation, not necessarily about regulation, about only letting therapists in a certain set and setting do that in a non-spiritual way, but something that incorporates the spiritual, incorporates the therapeutics of that, incorporates all of the studies and recognitions of how the nervous system work, how to make sure that people are within their window of tolerance throughout that process and how to bring people back down into that as they're working through this. We need to acknowledge all of these things. It's not, it's not science versus spirituality. It's not that. It's, it's the meld of all the best parts of everything that we can create a universally applicable approach that enables us to work with people in a way that, that can really transform. And, and part of the work that we've done, part of what we've whoa, taken whoa. on as our mission. Whoa, back up. Yeah. You said it. What is it not? What is, what is not? Sorry. You were flowing. You were like, it is not. And then you went, it is. Tell me what it is again. You were fl- I'm sorry, I stopped your flow, man. You were flowing. And I really, you said as you said several zangas, but that last zanger I wanted to highlight, but continue, just continue. I'm sorry, I'm gonna catch it's it. Not, again. It's, oh yeah, it's not, it's not science versus spirituality. It's not science versus spirituality. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> oh yes. Oh yes, that's a zanger right there. Cause that it's important to note. It's important to note. I say. The physical is a, rep- a representation of spiritual truths. And what I love about quantum mechanics and quantum physics is that finally there's that merger. For me, I look around and if God is omnipresent, that means that he is in everything. And so I look for the underlying thread to find out what is truth. And so, again, you if you can start out, my my faith is, is a Christianity, but you can start out with objectively, without evaluation, remove any memories of this phrasing because a lot of people have religious trauma. but you reap what you sow. For me, that's the same as cause and effect. You move over, you see karma. That's Buddhism. 
again, you move out of all major religions and move into science, you have the theory of thermodynamics, where reaction is an equal and opposite reaction. We said omnipresence is foolishness, but now we have the theory of superposition, where we exist in multiple places at multiple times and then collapse only to be observed. <laughs> like the truth is right there in our face. Science and religion and spirituality, science and spirituality, they're merging. And when you can see that, because we are mind, body, spirit, science is largely focused on the physical, not not beyond. And, but when you merge those two, you see the same force operating, the same laws operating, because the physical is no more than a manifestation of spiritual truths. So what is your spiritual truth? How do you discover that? Well, what are you doing about that? Because that's, that's the true issue. That's the true issue. This here is just the stage. But it, please, I, that, that was a biggie for me. That was a biggie for me. Well, thanks, Harry. I appreciate that. I appreciate the zanger. That was awesome. <laughs> Hey, man, I keep it on deck just in case, man. <laughs> well, keep, keep, it, keep it close by just in case because we've got some more potentially on the way. Oh, come on, man. Go, let it flow, bro. Let it flow. I love this. It's time. I think what you just said, I think that is time for us to talk more about dedicated inner truth seekers and what that really means and the intentionality between that. Because in my experience, in our experience at Casa Galactica, to find your inner truth, not the surface level truth, not the, the, the ideas of truth, not the distorted versions of truth, to find that inner truth requires a certain level of dedication, requires a dedication to look, because unless you're going to look, there's so much there that's going to distract you and turn you away and send you down in different labyrinths and other paths that are not going to lead to that inner truth. Now, dedicated inner truth seekers are who we love to work with. Because if you're a dedicated inner truth seeker, you're dedicated. So that means on some level that you're ready, you're ready to go beyond your comfort zone of what you recognize. You're ready to see a different perspective. Because for you to recognize your inner truth, you have to be willing to see different perspectives as a reflection of what is and what is not. And that allows you to gain a greater capacity to polarize. And when I say polarize, polarize in a positive way for you to recognize who you are. And I'm not talking about Harry or Michael here. It's who are you beyond that? Who are you beyond that? And the invitation to that, the true dedicated inner truth seeker is not going to have an answer that is defined by words. Ultimately, the words will disappear. But along that path, the words can start to describe when we start to look at virtues, integrity, and values. I think that's a great way for people to start stepping towards inner truth because it's like, what really is, what do I want my, what does my energy represent? What do I want my energy to be represented? So that dedicated inner truth seeker is someone who is, is dedicated to heal and to evolve and to recognize the truth of who they are. And, and that is the type of work that we're doing. So we'll meet you wherever you are on that path. It doesn't mean you need to be an enlightened Buddha because I'm not, and we're doing this work. It doesn't mean that you have to have it all figured out. It's just that trajectory. Do you want to live and embody your truth? Do you want to become more aware of your truth? And are you willing to allow people to hold your hand through that process and open, open to the magic of the nature of the reality in the universe of faith, of Christ, of God, of plants, of the universe, whatever that face of God might be for you, whatever religion, whatever spirituality, whatever background, are you able to take, are you able to take that faith 
and apply a science-like approach to investigating the truth of who you are that just mm. discards all the things that you're not and all you're left with is who you are. So that's the type of work that we really like to do. And we have all these different modalities that some are more of a, a better fit, the key in the lock than others to other people. So yeah. we, we use all of those in different ways and at different times to help reflect back to you the, the, the truth of who you are. Yes, 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 yes. The truth of who you are. And I, I say the closest thing that represents who you are in isness is your values, because your values, when you operate from a values-based place, it, it only enrich, enriches your life. It brings and what enriches your life gives you life. We're born dying, but you you have to choose to live. That doesn't automatically happen. And so you choose to live. What what lights you up? What fills you up with life? It's those things that you value the most. And when we operate in according to our values with integrity and principles, not that you're doing it perfectly or anything like that. Understand this isn't this isn't church talk or you make sure you don't step on a crack, you break your mama's back talk. Like it is understanding that this path is the path of enrichment. You will go off the path, not Mike, not maybe you will, because that's part of it. In isness, we've come here or this physical reality. We've come here to learn who we are, not only based off of who we are, but also experiences things and, 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 and just awareness of things that represent who we are not, because who we are not, we're not our thoughts. Even we're not even the mind with awareness that operates within that. And when you can see, when you can, when you can back up and see the small eye, well, what eye is looking at the small eye? What eye is looking at the subjective human experience? What eye is looking at the the skin color that I have, uh, being black or being male or being whatever other attribute I want to put on myself? What eye observes that eye? You see, when you step back to the larger eye, then you can see yourself truly who you are as an energetic being, spiritual being. And then you see that other people are the same. And then that you see that they are made up of the same thing that you're made up of. And you'd be able to see it transforms the way that you see yourself even in the small eye from that subjective human experience because now you can see yourself splattered all over them. And then you begin to understand what it is to love thy neighbor as thyself because you see the connection between you and them and you, the separation, the illusion of separation begins to dissolve. How you resonate with that, brother? Yeah, I mean, I, it just sends, you just sent me into this kind of just, I'm just like, what he's saying? Yes, what he's saying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, I'm receiving. I'm just like, okay. Learning it's great. Brother. Yeah, man. Everything that you're saying, man, you definitely, I love the way you flow though, man. You flow. I don't know if you know you flow, but you flow. I love that. I love the way you flow, brother. Cause I can sit back and just enjoy the flow, man. My brother, he said, this is a tool and you need dedication. And we're looking for dedicated healers, meaning People that have already begun doing the work and they know that it's going to be a challenge, but they're still sticking with it. Those are the people that we're helping to liberate even further on a more, much more expedited in a more, much more expedited manner. It's what I what I what I gather. There's a reason for that. When you walk your path, <laughs> you you will be scared because you have to face your fears because freedom exists on the other side of those fears. This is why I say these things. I memorize universal truths oftentimes through quotes. And when you hear me say the same quote over and over and over again, I really need you to understand. And then I need you to move from understanding to understanding. That's why I say understanding. No, knowing of is not enough. You got to know. You got to you got to truly know to understand. It's not enough. You got to truly experience that and understand that you got to be able to plug into that energy and then move in that. That comes from an understanding and an inner acceptance. Brother, please. Give us some, give us some wisdom, man. I know I, I pull you in here, but I just feel so inspired to speak as you're sharing the stage with you, man. So thank you. 
Yeah, no, absolutely. I have some inner standing for you. You should have hit the Zanger button like three times during that monologue. (laughs) 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 Oh, man. Uh, I appreciate that, brother. I appreciate that, man. But look, the time, the fun that we've had is rapid man it's always it always goes by so fast whenever you're having fun man but please i'm a i'm gonna step out for a second and i want you to talk to the people and just let them know real quick again where they could find you and anything else you want to like let them know about your process and how to get in touch yeah well thank you everyone thanks so much for having me it's been an absolute pleasure to be here and harry you are a beautiful host absolutely beautiful conversation and so grateful to be here so check out our website at casagalactica.com and you can continue that journey because we have so much information to provide you there. First thing I want to share is if you're interested in learning more about ayahuasca, we've touched upon it today, check out our 10-day ayahuasca healing and evolution retreats. But that's just the start of the journey. Just taking a check on that website. We also, if you want to join our community in our newsletter, we have five-hour Fundamentals of Healing Trauma workshop that we've recorded, Beginner's Guide to Strengthening Your Intuition and 20% off your first online session with us. And you can also find so much information on our growth portal where we have other conversations like this without the Zanger. It doesn't have the Zanger though. Those other podcasts don't have the Zanger, so it won't be the same. But you can check out other interviews that we've done. And of course, if you have any questions at all, if anything's resonated with you and you want to know more and you want to get in touch with me personally, please feel free to book a free 30-minute consultation or to send us a message with any questions and be happy to answer them. And yeah, just really wishing everyone all the best and Thank you so much for connecting and thank you for all the work that you're doing. Thanks for being human. Thank you for incarnating. Thank you for doing all the work that you've been doing. Thanks for showing up for yourself. Thanks for showing up for everyone in your community. Thanks for keeping on when you thought you couldn't. Thanks for calling that friend when they were down. Thanks for answering the call when someone needed you. Thanks for being you and just sending so much love to you. Uh, Hold on, let me get this right. Bless you, brother. Bless you, brethren. Bless you, man. I'm so grateful for this interacting, this interaction, this collision. And no, it was not by coincidence. It was not by coincidence. I will be in touch. And we'll be in touch. Peru has been on my mind for years now. And some some changes have been occurring in my life. And death, real quick, and I'll let you go. Death. When death happens in life, it's always stifling and yeah, that's that grieving process. But we must understand these energies and accept them. <laughs> death only brings about new life. Again, if you want to understand death, you look at it in a heart of life. And if you understand life, you will, if you want to understand life, you look at it in the heart of death. You see the two are interwoven. And so when death occurs, whatever form it, it may be, understand that, that death occurred and had to occur so that it could be new life. We die many times in this life, believe it or not. <laughs> see now i'm going to my space cadet talk but I, I i just surrender if the message is there surrender to that truth i mean what do you have to what do you have to lose literally what do you have to lose surrender and then go in peace and acceptance all right brother thank you so much i'm humbled again for you being on this podcast man i i'm grateful for you to take the time the energy and your gifts, man. The, the way you spoke is, is is inspiring, and you definitely provided a lot more information for me 
and the ayahuasca. I mean, honestly, I was asking questions. Some of those questions, not the silly ones, not when I was playing devil's advocate, but I really, some of those questions I wanted to understand for myself for the experience because I'm already seeing myself. I'm like, oh, I really, I don't really like vomiting. I don't, but you know what, <laughs> Harry? Come on, man. It ain't about what you like, man. It's about what you need. You know what I mean? And what will get you there? And what, what, what do you collide into? Let go. Let go of what. Lauzu, I'm done. Lauzu. It's only when I let go of who I am that I become who I might be. Gotta let go. Gotta let go. Outlier family. This has been an amazing episode, and I really hope that y'all got as many jewels as as I did from this dialogue, this authentic dialogue with this brother. And if you have not, I encourage you to re-listen to it, because if you're here, this might be the thing that turned that switch back on. Mr. Michael Thornhill, brother, brethren, thank you so much for being on this on this episode. I really appreciate you, and we welcome you back anytime, brother. Brother, thank you so much, Harry. Absolute pleasure. This is just, yeah, it's just, I feel like we're like playing jazz or something. It's just been really, it's been <laughs> really great. It's just been like improvising and just going through it. It's just been, it's been awesome. I yeah. really, really appreciate that, the format. And yeah, anytime, anytime you want to continue that conversation, I'd be more than happy to rejoin and just absolute blessings out to everyone. And thank you so much. Gratitude, brother. Yo, Outlier family, this has been another lit episode. Mad respect and stay lit. Stay living in your truth. We out.